I had a few minutes to talk to uh, Tommy a few days ago, I think it was. And yeah. He was telling me about this great project about how he wants to rent a motorhome and travel across the states and, you know, get get people's estranged uh, parents' take on what's going on. And I think it's a great idea. Very grassroots. I love it. Oh, yes. And... Uh, you know, I met you at the state capitol, and unfortunately, we didn't have such a great turnout. And when I asked people why was that, you know, I hmm. guess a lot of aggrieved parents feel that they are in jeopardy. They don't want to be on the news. They don't want other people know that they're supporting parental rights because that, you know, in their minds, they think it might negatively affect their case, their custody case. So they don't show up. Whereas I think the motorhome idea, I think it's great because you can be incognito. No one has to know that you've participated. I mean, if right. they're really afraid, I guess you could pixelate them, you know, and no one has to know. You can be, you can go on on air anonymously. Brilliant. So I love that. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's a new up. You know, it's a new angle on how to reach the masses and i really do believe mm -hmm. there is strength in numbers oh yeah so you know the more people you can get involved the more people you can turn on to this plight you know they might not be going through this plight themselves but you know there is strength in numbers to get the word out indeed and tommy he's such a power player and with all these new movies coming out, uh, let me tell you, uh, Tommy's going to be packing a punch. So whatever documentary he's going to be putting out there, it, it's going to be noticed. It's going to be well-recognized and well-received. I love that. It's going to be powerful. And, uh, you know, just to give you a sit-rep on a movie project that we're going to be working on, and it deals with um, exposing parental alienation, but it's for the most unique situation. Uh, it's very similar to many people, but the gentleman that's going to be the, the focal point of the movie, well, his name is Terrence Pop. He is on active duty status right now in the U.S. Army. This gentleman has spent his life you know, he, he, he's not your typical lifer. Uh, he, uh, he's got a couple more years to go for retirement. He's been in for almost 30 years. Gosh, I don't know how he does it. But uh, oh. the thing is, is he's special forces, currently in special forces, Green Beret, Ranger, Airborne, Sniper. He has done it all. All. You can't, I mean, there's nothing else that he cannot do. I mean, he he is the best of the best. He's got three war, uh, uh, yeah, he has three wars under his belt. He's got two purple hearts, a silver wow. and a bronze star with valor. And the thing is, is he was married. And then when he came back stateside after doing his you know, uh, th through his special forces, and he comes back home, our country turned its back on him. What I mean by that is his ex-wife decided to up and leave him and take the kids, his two daughters. Not only that, but his military career was used against him. 
and she was so vehemently against him, opposing him, even staying within the same residency. Uh, okay, he didn't have time to move. He just came back stateside from going on a special ops mission that Uncle Sam said, jump, and he said he had to say how high, and he did exactly what his job entailed him to do. When he came mm-hmm. back stateside, she had murdered his favorite dog. What? Murdered his dog. And that was her... Her uh, well, what it was is he asked. He's like, "Where is my dog?" And she says, "Look, I told you, I want you out." And this was new news to him. But she killed his dog as a means to lash out at him, to let him know that she was sick of him and she wanted him out of the house. I kid you not. And I've contacted uh, Terrence Pop to see if he can come on to the uh, show tonight mm-hmm. and and speak up with us. But um, he has yet to respond. But uh, hey, I'm sorry. What was that? That's a horrible that story. Horrible story to treat to treat such a um, decorated veteran in that way is just outrageous. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, he yeah. has contemplated suicide, um, and yep. the, the not only that, but he was called a murderer and an assassin. Yeah. They they wow. used his military career against him. Yeah, should be in the movie too. All yes, of it. yes, all of it. And I hope that Terrence Pop can actually come on the show. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, he's he's probably busy. Oh well. So these oh. perpetrators are absolutely heartless. I mean, they just—they must have no conscience. They must n- have no beating heart. I mean, you know, I—they they have to be mentally deranged. I mean, I can't even <laughs> yes. really explain why you would do such a thing. Exactly. whatsoever. You take that right out. Cancel that right there. Not any logic. No respect. No logic. No nothing. I can't wait to do this. Keep your good film. It needs to be told. People oh, need to see. Be a good one. Emotional journey. Tim. Yeah. Tim, based on your estimation, based on your best guess, how long would you say this parental alienation situation has been going on? Would you say ten years or? It's kind of a new phenomenon, isn't it? No. It, it's been Relatively? going on for probably a good 40 years. It, and it, when would you say the scales tip to where now it's more common that that parent is alienated than not? Well, when divorce became uh, became incentivized. Mm-hmm. And the destruction of family became incentivized and rewarded. Right. And, uh, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. And I I think uh, the moment one parent had more control over the other parent is when it began. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking to a psychologist friend of mine, Mm -hmm. and he was saying that they still don't have something on the books, you know, with regard to 
mental disease or disorder with regard to an alienating parent. To this day, so if you're saying it's 40 years, let's say it's become really, really, you know, the scales are stacked against you. You know, the last 10 years, I would say probably, what, 90% of the alienating parent gets this treatment? So still to this day, they don't have anything on the books where they should all be throwing them in the mental ward for evaluation um, before they put that person in the court system. I I agree. Uh, I think the past 10 years is when mothers have began to start experiencing parental alienation. Now, I'm not saying that uh, they've never experienced it. I think within the past 10 years, I think there's been an increase of more mothers that have actually experienced. I still think it's a rare case, but there there are more mothers that experienced it. And it might just be the mothers that turn the ship around because my other men's groups that I – other men's group that I work with, uh, the ones who want to overturn lifetime alimony – it's not the men who are successful in getting that overturned. It's the high wage earner female that doesn't want to pay alimony if her husband is making less than she. Right. She's like, oh, well, just go get a job at Starbucks. You don't need my handout. So it's actually the movement is fueled by women who don't want to pay alimony. Isn't that weird? Well, it's it's actually – what you're just explaining is decades of men being vilified and put down yeah. and, you know, marked as the deadbeat dad or, you know, really kicked to the curb, especially in mainstream. I mean, it's either the man is looked at as being a bumbling idiot that needs the woman to help guide him and give him direction and to be a man – and then either that or a violent criminal monster that rapes and beats children and women. I mean, that's the way our mainstream has uh, pictured men. And, I mean, you're right. There could be hundreds of men coming forward, speaking in front of Congress. Well, you know, talk to their state representatives and these men will get nowhere. I mean, they're practically ignored. But if there's a group of women, these politicians will listen. Right. Now, I mean, it's the double it, standard. It, right. It, right. You, yeah, you understand. So, I mean, I I can go on and on and on about that. You know, that's the main gist of it. Uh, And, you know, I'm not trying to put women down, and I'm not trying to put men down. Uh, A lot of the guys I I meet, normally, uh, they, if if they notice that the woman is upset or unnerved about what somebody else has said, these guys will automatically take offense on the woman's behalf because she got upset. They'll get upset. It's almost like the whole white knight syndrome, if you know what I mean. I mean, I, I see that happening too. So uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, it's nuts, you know. And uh, Tommy, do do you have any? Uh, do you, have you noticed anything of this, or do you have anything new to add? Or uh, w- what are your thoughts? 
Well, I have, I'm across the board a little bit on this one because there's different things in how I perceive this kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, I think that there's so much power within the women that it seems like they're much more believable out there to, to more convincing and they're more the vulnerable, the more of the victim kind of thing in the, in the mentality in society. Regardless if it's a female or male judge, for some reason it seems like guys, for the most part, end up with the book getting thrown at them more, more so than women. But I think that it's all a manipulative game, and I think that these are where the problems lie, is that to believe somebody coming in against somebody else, where do you where do you come off with that? Because somebody's a male, and they say, this is not true, she's setting me up, and she's doing this, she's doing that, whatever, and not to be, and, and turn everything turned down and go up against the guy. What is, you know, where's the proof that, and the evidence that he's actually in the wrong, and this woman is telling the truth, or vice versa, for that matter. So I think there's, there's things that you just don't come across in, and attack and destroy a human's life over the word of some bullshit. And that's where I find a problem. Outstanding. You know, and, you know, something else to look at, I think, is a key point, is who's the one filing and going to make this all this trouble to the other one? I like to I like to see these cases analyzed a little bit because for somebody to be that vindictive and angry to go against somebody, go against somebody they would have had a kid with, uh, you know, I find there's some serious issues with that in itself. And I think that should be checked into more. Say, you're right on, brother. And, and well, shoot. Um, <laughs> back to Linda. Well, ha- ha- having a kid should be a privilege in my in my estimation, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's nothing but the case. You know, I mean, these people just have at it and have, you know, their 15 seconds of fun, whatever it is, and they don't think of the consequences. They don't think of the child's welfare, the child's well-being, how the child really does best when there's a dad in the picture. I mean, they're just not thinking. Yeah. I mean, they're just absolutely not thinking. So it's, it's a very selfish maneuver. Maybe she's doing it because in that instance she feels loved. Um, she feels wanted for a moment, or maybe she's got longer range terms, meaning that she can get money or status out of the guy. I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's the fallout from all this is, of course, the children. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She pays for it big time. Yeah. Very well said. What the don't care. Exactly. Really yeah, I mean, we, ha- we have to go go through more hoops just to get a driver's license why can't we go through a few hoops to <laughs> you know engage in, a, in, in marital <laughs> relations or you know I mean yeah. it's, it's there's no it's no holes barred like whatever you want to do it's okay really you want to have sex and do drugs and be an alcoholic fine no one's going to say anything I mean it's just you want to be destructive you want to be vindictive it's like the sky's the limit. I mean, it's it's complete mayhem. Well, I don't care what somebody does. They want to party or do whatever they want to do. That's their pro- that, I could care less. I don't try to be a Nazi and control that shit. But I do, I do think that when you're coming up against another person's life, it should be checked into a whole lot more before you condemn them. That's why I have a problem. I have a problem with them filing it to begin with mm-hmm. because it, it's the one of them that's giving the, the courts all the power. It's a parent that's doing it and allowing it to happen. He didn't have it. They didn't do it. Then the courts wouldn't have jack shit for power. Right. They wouldn't be involved. Amen. And that's the sad part. Well, yeah. you know, so there's the several courts in the land. There, there are like I don't know, 30 courts in the land. 
family law is the only one where you can just stand up there, give an allegation, and there's no checks and balances. Nobody says, where's the proof to this? You know, nobody says, where's the um, police report or the psychologist report or the child protective services report? She can go up there and lie her face off, and he's and the judge has got his or her, you know, face buried in, in the desk signing the order. Yeah, and that's really an that's illegal wrong. thing to do because you're innocent until proven guilty. That's right. what Whereas in the other court system, you know, the person can make an allegation, but guess what? In order for it to pass or not pass, you better have the supporting proof that goes along with it. Yes. I think if we were to just pass that one element Mm -hmm. that that there – you can go ahead and make the allegation, but just like the other courts, you have to prove your case. And if you can't prove your case, you should be able to – if you're you're lying and you're you're doing this false – Accusations to you know to condemn the, the the other parent. I think there's charges, and that should be criminal because it's under oath, and there should be right. a prison, you know a jail sentence for it. There's, there's penalties, and there's there's things there's, there's things you have to you know live up to. Yes. That when, when you're doing something that's wrong and going against somebody and you're lying to, to destroy somebody else's life, and there should be a there should be some you know they should be, they should pay with their with their own going to jail for that. Right. That should be an under oath. Right. right I mean, on. in other courts. There, there are things called frivolous lawsuits where there are penalties for these false allegations that should be incorporated in family law as well. That's right. Yep. Checks and balances. Yeah, it, right on the money. I could not have said that any better. And uh, to the both of you, wow. Damn, that was good. Yeah, I think it's just common sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be an uphill battle because if you look at the big picture of of all of this, the powers that be mm-hmm. really enjoy are reveling in all this chaos. They're yeah. reveling in dehumanizing men. They're they don't want men to be strong and virile. And, you know, if the little ladies are being emotional and hysterical, you know, more power to them because it creates a a public of chaos, which is what they want. They want to break up the family unit. There's nothing strong, stronger than a nuclear family because, you know, blood is thicker than water, as they say. So if they can find ways to disintegrate Mm. that nuclear unit, you know, then... People are not the the masses are not as strong. Right, I I couldn't agree more. And you know I understand there are those anomalies to where, uh, the, you know the other parent just takes off and irresponsibly or, God forbid, passes away, and the other parent is left to their own. Uh, means to take care of the family. I I totally get that. It does happen, and especially in the, in the time of war, conflict, what have you. It, and you know, these um, loving wives out there become widows, and you know, my heart goes out to them. In every war, there's there's got to be widows. It, uh, un- unfortunately. But uh, I mean, I'm just giving examples that you know we're we're not trying to give a whole cookie cutter analogy that's supposed to fit everything. Well, we understand that th- there are circumstances, and 
you know, what we're trying to do is uh, give a good general uh, base of, you know, what can uh, what what it should be like, how it should be applied, and for there to actually be equal justice under the law, which isn't the case, and it's wrecking lives, and it's hurting children overall. Children are right. Uh, uh, you know, they're not just the byproduct. They are the ones that are suffering the worst now. There's, there's a low, you know, there's something else that I've noticed over, over this time now since I've gotten involved in this, you know, to start to want, want to make a movie in that about it, you know, which has been now, what, a year and a half, two years, something of that nature. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, and I've talked to so many people and a lot of, a lot of women, you know, with that uh, don't have the kids and that, and, and they've been constantly like driving me mad. You know, I had to stop letting them call and, and that, but. I started to come in and I talked to you about this, Tim, in private on, uh, you know, with you and I having our little private time talking as buddies and that. And, and I say, I shared this with you that I find some of these people shouldn't have their kids. They're completely nuts. Oh yeah, that's right. And they don't, they're complaining all this time that they want it back. They want it back. And I'm thinking, Jesus, man, if there's a God, do not let this happen. This person shouldn't have breathed. There's just no way. <laughs> and I've, I've met, I mean, quite a few of them and it's pretty scary. And I think they make it rougher. Oh the yes, to the, the good solid parents that are stable. That's a very good point. It's 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 a, it's an it can be very ugly world out there. But uh, you know, Tommy, you just brought up another good point. Uh, there are some people that are you know I I don't agree with CPS. I just don't, and it's because they they think that they are the overlord authority, and they can do whatever they want. And they need checks and balances like everybody else. Our government is designed to have checks and balances. And they just, you know, think that, think that they can lord over any family. That's one of the reasons why I don't like CPS. But on that note, you know, there are some legitimate cases out there that I don't blame the CPS coming over there to save a mm-hmm. child and rescuing a child. You know, but I'm not saying that's every every single one but uh, there's a few just like what tommy said you just wow really yeah bonafide nut jobs yes and unfortunately they are out there go go ahead linda well tommy i think i mean i i believe in uh you know two sides to every story and i think it would make for a good story if you did interview the alienating parent because I'm always fascinated by the why. Like, why are they doing yeah, what they're doing? Oh, like, who who do they think they're benefiting, really? Right. Yeah, I, I, that's a big, huge thing. I, I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I hope you can get them on camera. I mean, in, in my business, you know, I'm the men's advocate, so I'm dying to have a feminist come on. Oh, I would have a field day with that. And, you know, I see these <laughs> feminists, and they're – splattering all over Facebook and saying this and saying that and I'm uh-huh. like look I would love to have your equal time come on my yeah. show and guess what they they run under the couch like a little mouse I mean there's just no way they want to face up to any of that damn it so if you can get them on camera <laughs> my hat's off to you <laughs> Even yeah. if it's anonymously, I mean, you have to put a bag over their head or pixelate them or whatever you have to do. I don't care. I just want to hear so that story. I'm going to do that anyway. Also, I can tighten it randomly if I push in a button and they don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I got it all planned. 
Right on. Creative director. Mm-hmm. Yep, take it ahead. You're awesome, Tommy. That that was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm you gonna know. have an ejection seat too. You know what I mean? They start going <laughs> rambling on too much. Like, I can hit a button and it can fly the wall. I got it all planned. I, you know, hey, I'm on it. <laughs> That'd be cute. Jettison. Three, two, one, launch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm drawing a woman's body on the other side of the room, you know, right on the wall, and I can't wait for them to say, what's that? And I'll say, oh, well, you may find out. Hey, watch them fly. <laughs> well, uh, you know, for the punks out there, too, it doesn't always have to be the female. Uh, you know, the the psycho, there could be a male psycho, too, that can get the launch chair. Uh, just saying, you know. Yeah. Just... It's just an experience that was uh, mainly, you know, I'm going to say, I'll probably less than 10% men and all the rest were women and they called they wanted me to show up at their courts like i like i'm supposed to be their attorney oh wow you moving with them uh you know coming out to see me whoa staying out there with them going to court to send them in court writing letters to them taking their case on and telling them advising them what they should and shouldn't be doing i said did it ever occur to you that a i'm not an attorney b i'm a director i'm just throwing it out there i don't know you know inquiring minds i'd like to know what's your thoughts on that because i don't get involved in these things not my job, not my living. And frankly, not my problem. I'm dealing with the society of it all. It's where I'm looking at through the changes in it and exposing right. everything and really getting into this thing. I'm not interested in one particular thing, you know, because everybody has a story. And so and I'm interested in doing the right thing for the people who deserve it out there. And right. Them. And I'm coming. Do the courtrooms allow you to tape in court? I'll be, get, I'll be allowed to get in some of them that, that I know of already. <clears throat> so I will be doing some of this, yeah. And the ones that... I think that's powerful, too, because that way you get the raw version of whatever is going on. Yeah. They know the courts that don't allow me to come in. I'm going to discuss this on the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Very good. It's a good angle. Mm -hmm. All right, Tommy, I'm going to – it's good to talk to you again, Tim. Mm. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm going to step off uh, the train right now and – yeah, so, well, can, you know, well, fight, fight the show. good fight and yeah. uh, call me anytime. I'm, I'm, I've yeah. got your guys' back. Well, can you yeah, uh, tune in your show? I gotta check this out. I really want to check this out. I like, I like this whole concept that you're doing. Yeah, plug, uh, give you. it, give yourself a plug in here. What, what, what's your show and when, uh, when can people uh, check you out? My show is called The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. It's Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. If you guys are on Facebook, you can go to my uh, Facebook fan page. Same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show, and it'll tell you how to listen and and all the links and all that stuff. So you can listen live, uh, either live in the terrestrial area or live stream or on demand whenever you feel like it. And I have a new mobile app now. Just Google uh, the Men's Advocate. It should come right up for you. And you can hit all those buttons, find my social media links, and more. <laughs> right on. Thank you so much, yeah. Linda. And always a pleasure having you on the show. Same here. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> you too. All right, guys. Talk to you guys soon. Yep. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is so awesome. I it, you know, I tell you, she really, she gave me some really good new things that, that uh, you know, some things you just don't think about, really. And she gave them, you know, she shared some of these things with me about, you know, the, you go back into things in the therapy kind of thing where the, you know, 
they have all these issues as kids, and the woman's taken out on a man later in life. You know, they're the, they become the victims of things that they've been angry for since from childhood. And I right. never thought about things like that before, pretty much. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's why it becomes that they want to get, they want to, you know, destroy the other parent because of what they've been through since childhood. That then he became the victim. Yeah, that psychological stuff is just foobar. <laughs> 